Okay, this is the August look-see. Um, I'll just read my reminder statement that's at the beginning of each one. Reality is very fluid and it, it changes in a dynamic fashion as we go from day to day and week to week. So, um, there we go. The look-see is a brief look at what's happening each month and where the big trends are headed. Uh, reality changes according to what we're doing with our consciousness. And even just sending out this look-see every month, followed by, you know, the chitter-chatter and the conversation that people have about what was seen, that can change the outcomes and, and the direction that we go in. Uh, it, it affects the choices that we make, and it can make a big difference. So keep that in mind, um, because those are exactly the reasons for looking ahead to see what is coming. Uh, if we don't like what we see, we can either prepare or make some appropriate changes. And in addition, if we see something we don't like, we can put some conscious attention on that outcome um, either to go around it. If it's something we do like, um, we can maybe bring it to fruition. So we create our future. And this is why it's important to look ahead and assess where are we going and whether or not we need to do something different. So comments regarding this month's look-see. Um, I started looking on August 9th. And one of the first things I looked at was whether or not we still have the, the two timelines going, unfolding side by side. And the answer was yes. But I noted that almost everyone was focused on the difficult side. Everybody, not the pleasant side. And, and that's okay. As long as we don't forget that something beautiful is developing in tandem, you know, with what we need to bear witness to. And what we need to bear witness to is the death of the old system. So why do we need to bear witness to something so painful? Because we created it. And we're uncreating it now. Because we create our reality, we need to see clearly what went wrong with the old creation? So we don't repeat that. And that's what makes us very sober, much wiser. And it drives home the lesson that if we don't attend to our self-government, and someone else will. And we may not like their rules or how they govern. So keep that in mind. So the rest of the looks, it's kind of long. There was a lot of stuff happening. A uh, few things are fairly intense. Um, so August 15th to September 15th, uh, the audit results keep coming out. But at first, not very many people are paying attention because they're all caught up with the mask mandates, which are designed to create a lot of noise in, in, noise in people's minds. People also feel that they really don't need validation for what they already know about the election. 
However, as the audit reports sink into the conscious consciousness of a growing number of people, there's a steadily growing number of people whose attitudes are pretty hostile to the government and everyone working with the government, including the media, the CDC, the World Health Organization, the UN, and others. So be careful about that hostility. It tends to draw more hostility toward you. Uh, number two, school openings are spotty because of heated, and I mean heated, <laughs> arguments around masks and much uncertainty around the safety of those children who are traveling to and from school daily. The teachers union is pushing teachers to get vaccinated, but there is strong resistance and teachers are abandoning their teaching contracts. Number three, as the news spreads about the virus not being validated by actual physical samples of virus material and the PCR tests, not really testing for anything physical, it's all digital. <laughs> there is great confusion among the population about what this last year and a half has been about. They are struggling to understand where does this leave us at this point in time. And most people just keep muddling around in that confusion. Number four, there's lots of talk about Trump coming back but that seems to get put off week after week. Number five, the coronavirus story is unraveling at such a fast rate that people cannot even keep up with the latest reports about who did what, what causes what, what's real and what's not real. Number six, the government appears to mandate the V-shot, but this triggers quite a lot of active resistance. People are already up in arms about the reinstatement of masks and lockdowns, and this new mandate does not go over well. There are showdowns, brawls, and even gunfights in a couple of places. People get hurt. Number seven, following the mandate of the V-shot, the rate of death goes up, but not to the extent that people fear. So, it's, you know, keep that in mind. However, there is a steadily increasing number of people who get sick. That was discouraging to see. Number eight the real estate market, which was already um, starting to slow down, slows down dramatically. This is for both residential and commercial markets. I'm not sure the commercial markets ever got rolling again after last year, uh, but they almost come to a, a halt. No one is certain about the future and this brings things to a near halt across all those markets. The only ones doing anything with real estate are the sharks out looking for good deals. However, even among the sharks, there's great uncertainty 
around what the future will look like in terms of demographics, business, and finance. They're concerned about where are people going to be? Do I buy this here? What if there's no people here? Okay, number nine. There is a continuation or an extension of the law that says landlords cannot evict people if they don't pay their rent. In spite of this, a few people here and there decide to start paying rent because they're afraid that if, they, if their landlord loses the property, the tenants will be subject to the government and the government may turn around and haul them away to one of the new holding places and then forget about them. In effect, dumping them in what feels like concentration camps. And the growing use of the term concentration camp in the alternative media makes renters' fears worse. So it's, uh, it's looking like the government is trying to undo private property, which is the basis of a republic. Uh, number 10, there's a revival of interest in the, uh, let's see, in the, in the drops from the 17th letter of the alphabet. Because a great deal of information that was included in those drops is turning out to be relevant, predictive, and true. Uh, number 11. And this was long, this piece, number 11, is long and intense. In the past, I have tried to see Donald Trump coming back, and I did not see that happening. So I went looking again to see if something had changed around that because there was so much chatter on the internet and YouTube that he was coming back. So the question I asked was a direct yes or no type question. Is Donald Trump coming back? And before I even got the entire question out, I saw a scene in which Washington DC, the whole city was absolutely dark. There were no lights, no street lights, nothing, no car lights, nothing. It was like nobody was there. Um, and there was a big red diagonal slash across that scene, you know, like the kind you see on a, a roadside turn that says left turn and, and there's a slash across it, um, which indicates no left turn. So what I understood from that scene was that Washington, D.C., was not coming back. I also heard a message that said, Donald Trump never left, which was like, oh. And there was some understanding that accompanied that message and that understanding was complex. So I'm gonna try to lay out what that complexity was. It was that Trump was the symbol of one side of a massive struggle for control of the planet. The presidency was not the issue. I mean, it looks like that to us, but that's, that's not it, that's the surface. The fight for full control was the issue. 
And Trump was still in that fight, and we were in phase two of that fight. If Trump won, the entire U.S. government would collapse. Let me repeat that. If Trump won, the entire U.S. government would collapse, and a new, smaller, more responsive federation of states would take shape. If Trump lost, the entire U.S. government would remain in place, kind of like a shell government, uh, in order to make U.S. citizens believe that democracy was still alive. However, we would discover that we were captives in a totalitarian system and the only way out was death or revolution, total revolution. And that's exactly what we have been trying to avoid. The U.S. is the monkey in the middle of the global war for control. And anything we lose, meaning the people of the United States, anything that we lose through all of this is just going to be considered collateral damage by those who are fighting for power over the entire planet. Those people who are hoping Trump will return and that he will go back to Washington, D.C., that the Congress can be reelected with some good guys and the courts corrected, I think those people are going to be severely disappointed. I'm personally beginning to think Trump's first goal in, in his whole presidency was to show us the rotten core of our system and the fact that we were laboring under some very corrupt democratic illusions. Very corrupt. I think his second goal is to collapse that system. That's why he had to show us how rotten the system had become so we could prepare for the collapse. We, meaning us, the people of the U.S., and in fact, the entire Western world, are walking a very thin line right now, and everything we are Everything we have, everything we've ever been is at stake. It's all on the line. It isn't a question of whether or not Trump is coming back. It's a question of whether or not his side wins, period. He's done what he can, but he's still subject to the people who put him out in front in the first place. If we divide the planet into quarters or maybe thirds, the Trump team has one third and his opponents have two thirds. If the Trump side loses, we all lose. If he wins, he will probably not have anything to come back to in terms of Washington, D.C. However, I do see him working steadily to help rebuild something new from the remains of the U.S. That's the end of number 11. Number 12, there is serious flooding in Florida, Alabama, 
Um, and I thought a possibility it looked like the, uh, the corner of the western corner of South Carolina, um, all coming from some kind of storm. Um, number 13, the Labor Day weekend has a number of activities that get out of hand. Uh, looked like there was uproar in Chicago, in Tennessee, in Texas, and in Missouri, and then some other places, but those were the places that stood out. Uh, and that's the end of the August 15th to September 15th section. Uh, September 15th to October 15th. Um, number 14, water problems return to Northern California. This might be some more deliberately engineered water shortages as part of an attempt to put farms, orchards, and livestock under such pressures that people give up and leave. This attempt to get people to leave California is actually something I've been seeing for years. The goal has been for Nancy Pelosi and her team to have total control of the West Coast, the beautiful weather, the beautiful whatever, and all of the ports and that the access to that huge ocean and connection to everybody else in the world. They want it all. Um, number 15, the Vatican is in the news. Uh, and it had something to do with the, the Vatican library or, or maybe something to do with the vaults in the Vatican uh, and something with the catacombs being set up in a particular way to make people believe something that wasn't actually true. Um, or maybe the story that has been told to us about the catacombs turns out to be uh, really different from what really happened. Um, the pictures that came with this part of the look-see were of uh, like Vatican officials, like priests, uh, putting skeletons in place in the catacombs and then telling people these were the remains of the early Christians hiding from Roman persecution. However, it would be closer to the truth to say that these were the bodies of people the Christians had hidden after kidnapping and killing them, then later just adding skeletons to the catacombs to enhance their story of persecution. In other words, they, they disappeared people and they hid those bodies down in the catacombs. Um, men later told this whole story about, you know, oh, poor me. We were so persecuted and they were the ones doing the persecution. So that was the Vatican. Uh, number 16, Sweden begins talking about opting out of the European Union, as does Belgium. Like, wow. <laughs> this looks like it doesn't actually happen this year, but conversations are occurring and decisions are being contemplated now that would become effective in the next year or two. I have seen that the European Union does come apart. And people, it looked, looked like the Sweden was pointing to Switzerland saying, yeah, they're not in it or they're not part of it. I, I don't know what the status of Switzerland is. 
But that's what I was seeing. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, number 17. Oh, this was kind of weird. Uh, stories continue to come out about underground tunnels running across continents, running underneath oceans, and about escape routes. And this idea of people living, working, and operating underground has a very unusual effect on the consciousness of many citizens. Rather than getting caught up in incredulous attitudes and questions like, what the heck were they doing down there? People get caught up in the idea that living underground is a novel possibility, and this initiates subtle but ongoing changes in their perception of the entire solar system and life in general. There is a general fascination with the whole subject of underground tunnels. Uh, okay, that was number 17. Number 18. Uh, there was an attack on, on some mainstream media, uh, on a mainstream media office. I thought it was pre-planned but it was carried out to look like it was incidental. It looked like there was some kind of protest activity, which then turned violent, which then spread to the media office. Uh, I thought it was in Atlanta, but I wasn't sure um, that it was hot wherever this took place. Um, okay. Isn't CNN in Atlanta? I wondered if it was CNN, but it, that wasn't, that wasn't clear. Uh, number 19. Australia. Ooh. Australia looks like it is very dark, very depressed, and very much lost in captivity by mid-October. It just looked like nothing was happening there. Um, number 20. Stories about ETs, aliens, and visitors from other places in the universe continue to seep out, but people are distracted by the things happening around money, masks, and government activities. It's like people can't deal with the ET thing, even the ET people. <laughs> so, I mean, it, the people who've been involved in that for a long time. Number 21, the narrative shifts a little bit, somewhat, from masks and coronavirus to things like money, the Federal Reserve, and paychecks. It looked like some people in the government just did not get a paycheck. And this started out looking like temporary delay. But then it became something much more concerning. And, and this was followed by the stock market having a contraction. I was like, oh, a contraction. Something being born here? Um, so you can tell I've been a mother. <laughs> uh, number 22. The population of the U.S. is beginning to understand that there has been a rearrangement of the players on the global power table, that the stakes are dead serious. 
and the concerns held by most of the people regarding the Constitution, free speech, the right to bear arms, freedom of religion, are irrelevant to those players. It's only about us. It's that we're the only ones concerned about our free speech, our right to bear arms, um, free to practice whatever religion. Uh, there's what people are beginning to understand. And, and I wasn't sure who exactly those uh, players on the global power table were, but I'm gonna look at that in much more depth here uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, and that's the end of the uh, September 15th to October 15th timeframe. Um, October 15th to November 15th. Uh, number 23, uh, a lot of people are really very sick. Some go to the hospital. A lot of people refuse to go to the hospital. Some stay at home and are cared for by their family. And many, many families are seriously stressed and stretched. And um, it did remind me of of the time when I was, uh, the little men in brown robes were showing me this period of time in which um, the people who were middle-aged, when I say middle-aged, I'm gonna say anywhere from 35 to 55, supposedly in their prime of work and health and all of that, they were so stressed trying to take care of their parents and their children and keep everybody alive and still keep the system working that they just, they got stretched to the breaking point and then it broke. So, um, so that was number 23. Uh, number 24, the price of food is still going up and many things are becoming too expensive to get or are just not available. So people end up making multiple trips to the grocery store each week in an effort to see if what was missing earlier is now available. People who did not stock up are wishing they had. Don't wait. Number 25. Um, a lot of people, a lot, <laughs> I, I, a lot of whistleblowers. So a lot of people are coming forward with information. Uh, a lot of it is pretty serious information that they had access to, but they never said anything about until now. Some of that information is very incriminating. This is a continuation of a trend that has been trickling along for some time, then became more prominent in September, but now becomes really noticeable by the last half of October. As I watched this uh, whistleblower phenomenon unfold, people began talking about the bankers, the politicians, the media people, the administrators, and people we had never heard of before. Uh, they were criticizing them, shaming them, acting as if they were crazy to think they could hide information or get away with the kind of corruption that was being revealed. 
I was struck by the effect that this had on those criminals, bankers, and politicians. Like, oh, wow. Um, because the effect was similar to the campaigns against people who talked about having seen UFOs or being taken on board spaceships. In those situations, the media contradicted their stories, accused them of dreaming or of being nuts, of wanting attention, and of making stuff up. And now it was as if the tables were, were turned and people were up to their eyeballs or people who were up to their eyeballs in money laundering, drug deals, sex trafficking, institutional kickbacks. There's a lot of that. You know, we'll give money to your institution, a lot of money for such and such a program. And then you give us back 50% to put in our pocket. You know, it's, it's really pretty criminal. Um, also, people who were involved in lying, murder, and treason were getting similar treatment to those old UFO people and were beginning to be afraid to open their mouths. They were even afraid to come out of their houses. Um, the quieter they got, the more they backed down, the, the more the politicians and the criminals backed down. The more they backed down, the more they were ignored. The more they were ignored, the more the whole system came apart. And the more the whole system came apart, the more people came forward with more information that caused it to come apart further. It's like we were deconstructing our own system, our own set of institutions. That was number 25. Number 26, at the same time all that is happening, there's a problem with money, as if it's in short supply. Uh, I had the impression that the Federal Reserve was on holiday. Um, I imagined myself sending a message to the Federal Reserve, and what came back in this little vision was one of those emails, you know, sorry, I'm out of the office until such and such a date, you know, I'll, I'll contact you then. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I tried to see if the infrastructure bill had passed and was working and perhaps maybe new jobs were coming, but I just kept running into nothingness, like blackness. Like, okay, is anybody there? <laughs> um, the problems around money were compounded by angry people. Uh, this did not look like a good moment for us. The government had the attitude, the remains of whatever government, had the attitude that people were stupid and would keep on believing that the dollar was still good as long as there were a lot of dollars floating around. So they kept trying to print more and more dollars. I'll just, just give people money. They won't see beyond that dollar. And that worked for a while. But then some manufacturers began refusing to take dollars for big ticket items like uh, the refrigerators, air conditioners, stoves, uh, generators, uh, dryers, you know, things like that. 
And they wouldn't take those dollars because they were afraid that China was going to refuse to take the dollars as payment. And the goods were coming from China. So those big manufacturers had to ship them to the U.S. and then pay China. Soon, this whole financial uh, situation began to look like musical chairs. And no one wanted to be taking payment for things. Let me say it this way. Um, no one taking payment for things wanted to be the one caught when the music stopped. And then the music stopped. So let me read that last little piece again. The big manufacturers were afraid that China would refuse to take the dollars as payment. Soon this whole financial situation began to look like musical chairs and no one taking payment for things wanted to be the one caught when the music stopped. And then the music stopped. Number 27, cryptocurrencies began going up steadily. Now they had been creeping up, but um, come like mid-October, they started going up, you know, steadily. <laughs> like, holy cow. Um, everyone was trying to open accounts, figure out how to use them and transfer their money to them. A lot of fortunes were lost. People waited too late. They didn't understand how to use crypto. They didn't understand the necessity of being careful with, um, you know, their addresses, their public or their private ID. All right, uh, that's number 27. Uh, number 28, the subject of soldiers in the military came up. I saw soldiers returning to Afghanistan, even though I thought Biden had announced we were pulling out of there. But the soldiers who went back there ended up being trapped by Taliban forces. Some of them never came home. Back in the U.S., many other soldiers were sick, and because there, were, there was chaos in so many places and people rising up, Biden calls on what appeared to be U.N. soldiers. They come in under the guise of helping to keep the peace. They are supposed to be here only temporarily. I cannot see any form of U.S. government at all. The whole thing looked like a setup to take over the U.S. by sending soldiers away at a critical time, forcing the rest to get the V-shot to sicken them, and all the while stirring up people with orders that violate the Constitution. The people of the U.S. feel crushed. We hit a low point there, people. Okay, that's the end of that section. Uh, the next section is November 15th to December 15th, to, uh, number 29. Thanksgiving is a very dark, gloomy affair in the U.S. with almost no one traveling to be with family. 
it did not look like there was a lot to be thankful for. Number 30. It looked like there was spotty electricity in those places in the U.S. that had the most population. Like, ah, and those were the East Coast and the West Coast. Um, the flight from the big cities in the Northeast becomes a flood. People are heading south before the serious months of winter arrive. Like, watch out, southern tier. Here they come. <laughs> so, uh, number 31. There is some kind of threat. Uh, activated or some kind of an attack on Israel. I, it, that's all I saw. Everything around that was blacked out. It was just boom. Somebody hit Israel with something. Um, those poor people over there. Uh, they have been used and abused for so long. Um, because they keep hoping, they keep pinning their hopes on leaders that are not leaders. They're criminals. Uh, anyway, number 32. This was totally unexpected. President Erdogan of Turkey suffers some kind of accident um, or maybe a heart attack. I was like, what happened to Erdogan? I couldn't find him. That's the end of the November 15th to December 15th section, sector. Um, and then December 15th to January 15th, I felt like I had to keep going. It's like, okay, what, what now? What next? Um, number 33. And this was totally unexpected as well. A settlement or agreement of some kind is made between the big players who had been fighting for supremacy and power. This agreement brings a change across the entire planet. It begins that change. It's, it, this is not an overnight thing. I wasn't sure who was involved in making this agreement, but it had to do with making real money available, withdrawal of our soldiers, both ours and theirs, and I, I wasn't sure who theirs refers to, um, and efforts to get food and supplies moving again. Um, it was a little bit of light at the end of a long, dark tunnel. Uh, that was number 33. Um, and the last one, number 34, in the same way that people were slow to wake up to what was really happening, they are slow to recognize that things are easing a bit. And I actually did go into February and March just briefly. Um, it looked like people were like taking a breath, like uh, saying, okay, um, things need to be done differently. Um, everything needs to be done differently. So, um, so th thank you for listening. <clears throat> um, keep keep your faith. Keep your keep your trust in yourself and your ability to see what's happening and hold on to that uh, thread that we're going somewhere beautiful. If we can just hang on, we can get there. Okay. 
All right. Thank you for listening again. 